come correct. Good morning, Vietnam. It is the days after Operation MacArthur. You are safe at home, warm in your lover's arms. But you still remember the flaming inferno of Hill 875! SKS bayonets charging a puncture your friend's lungs! BBs flying! Smoke grenades! You survived it! 173rd Airborne! 174th DAVN Regiment! It was Operation MacArthur and you fucking did Hey, what's going on, listeners? This is the Broken Arrow Podcast, episode number seven. It's going to be a recap of Operation MacArthur and what we all went through and what's our basic opinion about it. So let me introduce everybody who's on the show today. Uh, we have Mike O'Donnell in person. How's it going, guys? We got Mike Ferrucci, the Mooch, who will be called Ferrucci, so we don't confuse him with Mike O'Donnell. So say what's up, Ferrucci. Hey, what's going on there, guys? And then we have CJ Sen, who's also on the phone. What's up, everybody? And then we have our uh, staff, Boomer, my dad, Fred Walker. Say what's up, Dad. How's it going, guys? All right, so let's um, let's start off here with the recap. For anybody who didn't come to Operation MacArthur, we were basically there on Wednesday morning, early morning. Well, we had guys there Wednesday afternoon and Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. But the meat of the event really started Thursday morning when CJ arrived. So CJ, you want to start us off? Sure. Um, I actually showed up Wednesday night, and that was pretty much just to sleep. Um, and then uh, from from there, I started uh, to assemble the guard gate. I was up at I think like six six a.m. to start assembling the guard gate, so that way guys had you know at least the gate to go through as they started showing up. Um, as guys started arriving, though, you know, uh, Darius showed up, and you showed up, and all, a couple of the guys showed up with their tents, and we started throwing up the tent and getting, getting camp all squared away. You know? Right, so yeah, we had the the base set up maybe about 3 o'clock. We had it set up and ready to go. Yeah, it was pretty much together. For, yeah, for the weekend. Um, and then we did some light, like... So, like nothing serious training, just kind of orienting the guys and getting whoever was there. We got them to know each other in, within their units. Uh, then we went on a patrol for the GIs. The GIs went on a patrol. Um, maybe like it was like late late afternoon. I know the NVA were already digging in their hill uh, by midday Thursday. Um, so Mike, you want to talk quickly about that patrol that you guys went on? The night one. Yeah, the night patrol. Um, yeah, so it was just, uh, it was just like a little, we didn't really know that it was going to get together, so we got, the night patrol was kind of impromptu, it actually came from, uh, 1st Platoon's own Sean Walker, uh, doing, because we, we did, uh, the camping on July 4th, and we went out together, just traipsing through the woods, he was like, hey Mikey, you wanna, you wanna go, you wanna go out into the woods again, man? Like, you wanna, you wanna go into the woods? I was like, yeah, dude. 
Um, but so then it sounds it, creepy in yeah. out of context. Sounds right. pretty creepy. Yes, okay. but I was I was I was down with it. But then it just turned into a patrol. So we got as many guys as we could together, and uh, we decided to just go check out FSB sixteen and make contact with our excuse me make contact with third uh, battalion right. uh, stations at FSB sixteen because they were taking harassment. Yada yada yada. Context. Right, and that kind of worked because then we made it into a mission for you guys to get the sandbags that were left there from last year. Yes, so. yes, that uh, that was good, um, which was hilarious because guys just started picking up full sandbags and it was like no loose sandbags and they're like yeah this one was just laying around. And I was like no, the, there's unfilled sandbags that you can pick up. Hey, if they're willing to carry them back, like, screw it. That's what I'm saying, but, like, we've... Um, but the biggest part of that patrol, obviously, is that we lost uh, Michael Mueller, apparently right at the beginning, within the first 100 meters of the trail. Yeah, he came running back, and then that's when we challenged you guys. We're like, all right, you should, can you do a personnel count? And yeah. Then, uh, I guess you guys assumed that you were missing a person at that point. Yeah, as soon as you came over the radio um, and asked for a personnel count, I was like, yeah, we, we got to be missing a guy. Um but that was, uh, so uh, the platoon sergeant was our drag man, and he uh, mispl- he miscounted and was not in the correct place in the order, and we ended up leaving Mueller behind, who uh, should have stayed there, but was close enough, I guess. Yeah. That was, that was okay. Yeah. But um, we ended up sitting at FSB 16 for a minute, and then we sent uh, some guys back to look for him. We held tight there, and then we rendezvoused back to base, and it was just a little little yeah. outing to get our feet wet. And that's really what I want the event to become. I would really w- would love it if it started Thursday night. That would be great. Yeah. Well, that was like, a, I was going to say we had more people Thursday night of a Vietnam airsoft event than I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, we really did. Like we had more guys that at Thursday where no one was doing anything than most events have had. For the entire weekend, so that's yeah. pretty cool. So then, yeah, go ahead. Thursday. Would you say, CJ? I would say a good solid majority of the guys were there on Thursday. Yeah, we were already like maybe thirty to forty people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, Thursday was a great way to kick off the event, though. Um, especially what O'Donnell was saying about losing Mueller really added to the tension of everything. And, uh, I mean, I think we talked, discussed it before, but, uh, you know, we honestly thought that was on purpose for a little bit that, you know, he may have told Mueller that, you know, you have to go, you know, go missing basically. And, uh, you nobody know, thought so we that. Can, you know, find somebody. Literally nobody thought that except for you. Well, I know, but I'm just... All right, so then, uh, what's it, Friday morning, a lot more people arrived Thankfully, everyone arrived before noon, which was our hard you know, event start time. Uh, did we have any tents at that point? I think we had a few of the late arrivals with tents. We set their tents up. Uh, bamboo Viper was finalized then also. Yes. We, like, redesigned our bamboo. Uh, redesigned. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Or adjusted. Yeah. Uh, but then, what about... Uh, Dad, do you, do you want to have... Uh, a little recap of what happened Friday from your point of view? Well, getting back to Thursday night when you guys went on that uh, mission, I, I thought it added to the mission that Miller was lost. And I think the reaction by 
the, uh, the squad command was pretty good. Um, obviously, Mueller should have stayed where he was, and they would have found him, and it would have been no big deal, but he came back. And um, I thought it added to the, to the patrol because it was unexpected, and you guys had to react to that. And I, I think that was pretty good. I thought it added to that, to that patrol. Uh, as far as Friday is concerned, um, you know, most of the, as you said before, the majority of the people had arrived on Thursday uh, when it came to registration and and um, and waivers. That was a big anal thing for me was making sure that anybody that stepped onto that field had a waiver. So, and I will continue to do that if that's my function in the future. I'm going to be a dick about it and. Uh, because you know we don't want to, we don't want anybody to get, to get hurt and then end up suing us. That's, that's a concern of ours. Well, thanks for giving so anybody any ideas. I, I thought the patrol on, on the start was was, uh, was good, and I think the majority, if not everybody, was anxious to get their feet wet into action, including the BC. So, with that said. Um, I don't think it started early enough for people. I really think they could have. If you could have started it earlier, you, 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 people would have done it. I think so. Uh, that's something to consider in the future. Like I said, I really want the, I really want the typical Friday that it's been like that for years for every airsoft Vietnam event to be our Thursday. Yeah, and we kind of, we kind of did that in a sense because we had that like ad hoc last minute. Patrol on Thursday night, which usually happens on Friday night for most events. So it, yeah, we kind of we kind of uh, achieved that. We we were really like I think people arrived on Friday and realized that it was in swing already. Yeah, they were and late. They yeah. were late. They were late. Yeah, and that still I'm gonna say it on this podcast again. I said it to people on the on the thing is like this is all one of our favorite things to do. Um, the dates are already posted a year from now. Take the time off now, man. Just, just it's super easy. Just take the Friday off and come up Thursday. There's no, there's no reason not to do it. That's what I think. But I'm, I understand people have lives and and stuff like that. But you know, if uh, if you want to go full blast, then take the time off now. Yeah. So on paper, officially, the event started around. Two o'clock. That's when we started doing our briefings. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we did the rules briefing for the NBA over the radio. I actually did it over the radio this year, um, and then we went and did the GI briefing, and then the mission briefing for the GIs. We stepped off around four o'clock, uh, and I just, I it was it was a good slow patrol, which was perfect for us to build some kind of unit cohesion. I mean, we're only playing together for four days, really. Yeah, yeah. We're only, you know, we're only playing soldier to, together for four days, rather. Um, so it was good patrol. I think it helped us work on our nav. With this big, you know, we had, I think we had 45 GIs this year. So it's not easy, like, making sure all oh, well, these guys know their direction. They're going in correctly. And I don't know, from my point of view, when I was just moving the two platoons, it, um, it was nice. It was cool to see, like, me, you know, raiding over to CJ, be like, CJ, take our left flank and go up 100 yards, you know, which is, we, 100 meters or 100 yards was, was like our grid size, so, you know, yeah. going over, go to, go west one grid and, and see what's there, and you see a whole bunch of guys go up our left side, and, you know, we had the first platoon come up, 
scale that little rocky wall and it was it was cool it was good uh the the nda were building uh defenses in the town at this point as we were patrolling and they were mining the road which we eventually came across mm-hmm. after that patrol i mean if you're looking for action it was pretty uneventful but like i could honestly i could do those patrols all weekend and maybe fire my weapon once yeah and i'm, I'm happy you know and, I, and a few people did say that so I mean, it wasn't like we were, like, pressured to, like, create action. Yeah. But I definitely knew they were, I, like, like, we, we knew they were out there. We heard them. We heard them. Uh, someone was making owl noises mm-hmm. where one guy was convinced that it was a human. I was like, I don't know, man. Like, Dad, I remember, like, roosting turkeys with you, and it sounded like a whole bunch of owls hooing at each other. Where I was like, yeah, like, when we used to, you know, when we used to um, roost turkeys, you know, using the owl call, it's, that's what it sounded like. So maybe, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know. Did nobody ever ask any of the NBA if no, we they didn't. were being weird? Yeah, we, I'll have to ask Chris Johnson after this. Yeah, ask Chris. But, I mean, they were they were pretty far away from us. They were at the village and the road leading up to Firebase 16 the entire time we were we were uh, patrolling between those two hills. Really? Yeah. So, I don't... So that's why they hit my platoon and, yeah. on that road, then. Yes. Yeah. Unless some, like, like local was, like, fucking with us... Uh, I don't think it was. I think it was actually just real owls. Do we ever figure out who was out past? That might have been the sheriff's, because uh, that goes towards his property, that southern area. Really? Yeah, so it might huh. have. Maybe he was down there. I don't know. I mean, sh- someone was, like, popping off shots, too, like gunshots. Really? Yeah. At night? No, like, during that patrol. That oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, I, yeah um, at dusk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember the. No, I was talking about. Um, I'm. I'm ahead of you. I was oh. thinking of. Uh, there was. There was white lights out past the patrol base. Those were lost NVA. Well, gotcha. They, they were lost NVA. Okay. When cool. we were out in the field, those were lost NVA. Going, they got. They got turned around and went the other way. They oh went, wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll get there. We'll okay. Get there. Okay. Okay. Uh, so. Uh, so yeah. So then, um, at that point, second, we we patrolled north. We got onto Hill Eight Thirty Two, which had. Um, an anti-aircraft gun that we destroyed. Uh, second platoon, that second platoon destroyed. At that point, the company HQ was with them. Mm-hmm. First platoon was patrolling at the the bottom of that hill. At that point, yeah. And the, you guys just basically it went was north. like the the northern uh, the north uh, eastern side of yes the village. Yes. yes, yes. Well, no, you were at that point. You were southwest, going northeast to yes. get to the road. Yes, because then you were going to hit that. You were hitting that MSR that we had. Which we assume was that's where we found one of the tunnels. Yes, it was, uh, north of the village. It was north of the village. At, yes, but I'm, th- I'm still talking about when we were on top of the hill. We crested the hill. You guys went all the way over it, and second platoon base uh, swept the hill and cleared out. You know, um, there was like an NVA bunker up there, uh, machine gun, which is one, which was one of our objectives. Mm-hmm. And you guys went over the hill, then went down, and then went towards the main road. You weren't even there yet. It was before we even hit contact with any... Like, we didn't make any contact with the NBA at this point. Hmm. So then we got to Firebase 16. It's as second platoon... And oh, this is when we were, we were far apart from each other yes, at this we, point. Then okay. We, then we heard all your gunshots and yelling yeah. and stuff. And that's when we came over and tried to... We tried to corral them into the town. And they just basically ran through the town and ran north. At yeah. this point, we were, you know, we were calling in all the fire, you know. The Sorry, it was all blending together. Yeah, like, no, I was I like, know. what the fuck were we doing? Okay. I know. And then, well, remember, I'm, I'm still writing my, um, 
AR. My AR, so I have it kind of fresh in my head. Uh, so then, yes, and then remember we kept on going into the town, and Walker had to clear the town. He got hit with one mine immediately. Yeah, it, they had they had that that was town. So, yeah, it was so funny to me. He was like, "Okay, nobody go into the town. This is the job for the engineers. The engineers are going to clear any booby traps that might be in there." Walks ten feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but they, the NBA were really good, and I told Chris, I'm like, Chris, you're not opt for, you're not here to die for the GI's entertainment. So, use real NBA tactics. Don't just sit there and fight until we overrun you and kill you. Hit yeah. us, you know, create some casualties, and then fall back and disappear. And that, they did that almost every time we fought them, and it rightfully frustrated the GI's. But that was the whole point. That's what. Mm-hmm. That's how you should be. Like that's how you should be fighting, man. Like it's not. We're not. They're players. They're not yeah. here for the event. They're here to play the event. So, uh, I told them I was like, yeah, don't. This isn't like the past events where you just sit in one position and let us like fight you until you die, which is like sucks. Like who wants to do that? Yeah. You know. So, I thought them running out. Me. Me at. Uh... Ostara is who wanted to do that. It's me and a machine gun yes. versus all of everybody. Well, that's that's the thing that that event is designed and written to have op for. You yeah, know, this this event is the NVA are a player base and they are here to enjoy the event just like the GIs are. Yeah. So when they disappeared north, I kind of was like, all right, good. Like that's what I don't want. Like if they came back and counterattacked us, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I didn't want them like sitting in the town. For us, just eventually kill them, and that's it. Right. So see, I think I think that they had the numbers, and with the the two platoon split this year, I think that they could have baited us they into, into like we they, definitely could have hit the NVA wall a lot harder. So on Saturday they did try. So let's, yeah. All right. So so after we cleared the, the village, we went back uh, to the base and slept Friday night at base. Uh, Saturday morning is when. Which really was the meat of the event. Um, Ferrucci, do you want to uh, give a, uh, a recap of Saturday morning? I mean, where to begin? Uh, I mean, I know we you know, we had our morning patrols down by the river base and everything. Right. Uh, you know, and uh, it wasn't until how, how much farther, what was it, southwest in the river that we made contact when they were on top of the hill? It was north. So we... Patrol down to like this flat area where we assumed that yeah. the NBA would be camping and they weren't camping there. So then we left the right. LP with Vince leading that behind and they were going to overlook this potential area for our Ron later that night. Um, and we patrolled upstream, which was north uh, mm-hmm. of the stream, and we didn't see anything. The NBA, so, so Chris was setting up an ambush and his ambush. Yeah. I don't believe it was ready, so they hid, and they, he's like, dude, I, he's like, about 20 of you guys walked right past us, and it was, it was your, you know what it was, it was, remember we had one, we had second platoon on the western side, and first platoon on the eastern side, first yeah, platoon. I was, uh, I was leading that, and yeah. I was trying to check the tree line and everything, I mean, obviously I couldn't see anything, but uh, I know, I, I had no idea we were that, you know, much farther past. Yeah, they were, and then they sent out, well, we walked past them maybe 200 yards, they sent yep. out some like bait team, which I don't think they realized at that point. We had second platoon a little bit behind them, mm-hmm. you know, behind them on the other side of the river. So when they, when they, basically, uh, when they fired shots at first platoon, second platoon was able to like corral them 
and we uh-huh. we more or less rode rode over them. We rolled yeah. them, you know, those three guys. So we never really sprung the NVA ambush. They only really started right. harassing us when we were pulling out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't until after the event I was talking to some of the NVA guys, and I know they were trying their hardest to bait us, but yet we didn't really, you know. I guess, you know, we didn't you know, follow through on our end, but, you know, I'm glad we didn't fall for their traps, though. Because they must have tried at least, what, a good two, three times on Saturday to, you know, really bait us in for a massive ambush. And, they were. You know, we didn't go in the direction yeah, and they're, that they expect us to do. One of their goals... And, uh, one of their goals was to overrun and wipe out a platoon, so... And they had the numbers for it. Yeah. To do it. Yeah, they definitely could have. I really wanted them to. Yeah. My goal for the weekend was to lose. John Van Ness gave me a good perspective uh, regarding that the east side of uh, the AO. Is that he was with his, with his element on the east side of the stream bed to ambush uh, a squad or... or, or on the west side of the screen bed. And unbeknownst to him, there was another squad above him on the east side. And he said, holy shit, I didn't realize there was another squad behind me. So he and his element couldn't do the the ambush. Said he said he, he, they strammed out of there. He said they went they went north and then headed east around the, around the knoll there, around, around the hill. He said, uh, we had no idea that you guys were going to have two squads working both sides of the screen bed. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, like I said, they didn't, I don't think... Uh, the way we, we patrolled was pretty defensive, where we had the platoons separate enough and the squads within the platoons pretty um, uh, separate. And the spacing could have been better... Within the squads, I think a lot of guys like clumped together, but the, the between the individual squads that we were pretty uh, pretty set, like in terms of preventing ambushes or you know. Um, it, seemed to, it seemed to me. It seemed to me that uh, the the um, the squads were were much more intelligent and and how they move and, and how they progress through the through the uh, through the forests. Um, you know, they didn't, they weren't, as far as I could tell, they didn't do stupid shit. They didn't, they weren't noisy. They, they, their, their lines through the woods were good. Their setup was good. Yeah. I didn't hear any, any complaints from the, or anything from the VC saying that they were, uh, they were easy targets because you guys were it. No, that's, we tried, like, we knew they were out there the entire time, so we really tried to be so, like, somewhat protecting class, ourselves. I think that class that you had in May, I, I think that cookies was, was, was good and, and helpful for the guys that went there. They definitely took that knowledge and used it at, uh, at Mac, for sure. Yeah, the guys that went, you guys, I think you could tell they they went to that class, I, I would say. I mean, Mike, I mean, you, you were pr- pretty much sent to the ringer for that. Uh, NJOT that you felt the guys who went it actually paid off for them. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Everybody who was there, I think they they learned a lot. Um, Bear and Jim obviously were a huge help in in getting that whole thing together. And uh, I, I think that doing more of those in the future, as we're going to talk about later, is is really going to help and and enhance the events for everybody involved. Yeah. For the future. 
100. Well, that, what uh, O'Donnell was saying, I mean, uh, you already mentioned Bear, but I say Bear and uh, uh, Kyle did an excellent job as platoon leaders to keep us, you know, focused on what the objective was and everything, and to stay in, uh, you know, stay in line and everything. So, I mean, I got to give a lot of credit to those guys to, uh, you know, really corral us together and everything to just, you know, fight organized and cohesively. Yeah, no, that's. And, you know, those, those sessions, those brief sessions, of, you know, that they had prior to going out and going over, going over stuff, I think it really helped as well. I mean, um, mm-hmm. some of the greenhorns that were there definitely walked away learning something, and I think that's going to only enhance their experience the next time they go out. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, right, so, so plus we, that's a that's a plus for Bay events. You're getting real deal military experience when you come. Right. So from guys who are there and done it. Yeah. You know. They did the the real boom boom in the sand room. Yep. Alright, so we as we are uh returning to base, the LP led by Vince got hit and we had to mount a QRF to relieve them. Uh we ended up losing one guy. Vince actually got eliminated. He got uh, KIA. We, re- you know, we revived him. Sent him medevac. We topped their fluids off and topped their ammo off, and returned to base for a few hours to get ready for our ruck march, uh, to prepare for our run uh, at the the area we designated um, on the morning patrol. Uh, so we. At that point, uh, first platoon was taking their sweet ass time, so second platoon went out, and we started digging in and preparing. First platoon followed up with us. They brought the sandbags. Uh, we feel, you know, we did we did what we could, and then we had to ba- uh, basically storm Hill Eight Seventy Five and charge it. And what you know, um, in retrospect, and you know, I have no problem saying this if something didn't work out the way we planned but Chris and I our um we just didn't sink on this and we what happened was we we had we were we had one marking to show where we would uh salt up the hill and there was something that looked similar to what we planned and we basically turned too too far south and hit the their defenses um Oh, like we were just weren't on target and it's kind of cheap because we like we outflanked them accidentally because we didn't go through their defenses we you know we had like a, kind of like a funnel set up where we would go through their their portion of their defenses and it just didn't work out that way um and also the and the gi saw the nda camp which it's like dogs looking at a squirrel they see the squirrel they have to go run after it so yeah. of course they see the camp and that threw second platoon off even further south than they should have been for this assault. Mm-hmm. But other than that, the assault did go on. Uh, the GIs got up half the hill. I think Vince's squad got the worst of it the whole weekend. They because they ran through the they they were actually on target. They ran through the gauntlet of yeah yeah the, they were they were on the rocks. They were yeah. I was, I just remember I remember sending uh, Vince's squad. They were on my so I had my. They were second squad. Their second squad was on my left, and uh, first squad was on my right. And I remember having second squad go up those rocks, and they're like just mounting those rocks, and they just got trashed. And they just like the guys were like, and they're all hamming it up. So Alvarez is like rolling down the hill. Yeah. Vince is rolling down the hill, 
And I'm just like, oh my god, like, first squad's getting schwacked, or uh, second squad's getting schwacked, first squad to get up the hill, and then they're trying to get up through, like, literal, like, like straight-up terrain and dense bush to try and flank them, and then finally second platoon pulled in right. and kind of, like, sw swept the whole thing, like, right. onto the other side of the hill. But I have to give the NBA credit for for really adapting to that fight, considering that we didn't hit them where they were expecting us. And, you know, by, by the time we got most of the, of the, the company onto the hill, they were hitting us from behind. Yeah, um, they, yeah, they, they did it. They did a great job. Imagine if we did go through their, uh, booby traps. Oh, we would, we were lost yeah. and I would have loved that way yeah. more. Yeah. So, yeah, we, I mean, there's a few takeaways, which we'll talk about later on, um, that we'll, you know, we'll touch on and, you know, sustain and improves. But um, after that, after the company took their part of Hill 875, we, we fell back to our positions for the run. And this is, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk about this also in a, few, in a bit, um, about our favorite parts and our least favorite parts, our highs and lows. It started getting great. The event started getting great. And then it just downpoured on us. Yeah. And, um, you know, the NBA started pushing and probing our positions. I remember sitting with Ferrucci and my brother in, uh, hang on, New York City, New York City lights, hang on one second, guys. It's just so loud. Yeah, it's super loud. I hate these fucking things. I don't know. I don't know. probably repaint them or something. Right. Okay, sirens are gone. So, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so the event started getting really good. When it started downpouring on us, and all the MVAs were probing and pushing, and I just happened to be checking the line to see where the positions were and see where everyone positioned their squads, and I was sitting with Ferrucci and Sean, my brother, in their bunker, and we were more or less talking about how we had no, I had no kills, and Ferrucci's like, "Yo, I had like six kills." My brother's like, "Yo, I had like, I had like twenty kills," and I'm like, "Yeah, I had no kills, dude." And with that, I see a khaki boonie hat pop up over the the uh, the embankment of the uh, creek and I was like hold up hold up shut the fuck up shut the fuck up and I just like lifted my gun and, and shot whoever whoever was there I just lit him up I put an entire magazine of BBs into him uh, and that's when it really started getting good and the NBA were probing us and Mike and I were setting up we'll, we started calling in the uh, flares and the mm -hmm. fl we were so low in that gorge the flare light did not illuminate our positions and yeah. we had to that's what we were like calling in. It. We were it's a good thing I told you to give me some of those I know, flares I know. in my pack. I know we were lighting them off from the. There was a field behind our. Uh, that was super cool. Yeah, it actually came out on video too. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so for the most part, uh, guys stuck it out, but it was just getting too wet and too cold, and we were. Oh, really, don't give them that much we credit. Were, they all quit. We, they were. Prepared. Everybody quit. They were not prepared. They, yeah. I mean, Frucci and my brother. I don't know why they did this. But they had a poncho liner laid out. So once it started raining, what do you think is going to happen to that poncho liner? Yeah. It's going to get soaked. And then yeah. you're going to be laying on a soaked blanket. Like, yeah. stuff like that. Like, a lot of guys didn't uh, think they See, that, that happened to me, but it was solely because we were light. it started pouring during us lighting the parachute yes. layers. All my stuff was ready to go That's for the evening. That's what happened to me. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we stuck it out. I mean, the NVA, were, they got trapped in that and they were soaked, so they went back to their cars disappointment very very we gotta i thought i thought i was able to like solve that by like keeping everyone out in the field overnight and no one 
But and in the worst terrain possible. Yeah. And everyone still went back to their cars. The the number cars. one takeaway from that is that we can't let everybody go all at different times like that again. It needs to be a company decision that we all move. Either we're all going or nobody's going. Yeah. And we can't have people Agreed. going through terrain like that. Uh, in the pitch black. I mean, again, we left uh, Mueller and Trapani out there who uh, beat the fuck out of all of you, by the way, forever who's listening. All of you are pussies compared to Trapani and Mueller who are warm and dry in their shelter uh, down there, not giving a care. And uh, that's the way it is. So next year, uh, come prepared, please. Probably, usually is inclement weather almost every time we do this. I pray for it. I paint my face. I do a rain dance. I make sure it rains, especially on the worst parts. So buy two ponchos, buy three ponchos, get a poncho liner, and have extra skivvies in a dry bag in your ruck. Please, God, so we can actually do that next year because I was freezing cold and was praying that I was going to be hypothermic in the morning because it would just make it that much better. And y'all quit. Y'all quit. That's one of the things I, I think that a lot of guys, a lot of guys only had one poncho or didn't have a poncho at all. You know, and I think that that's one thing that, you know, later on in the podcast we'll talk about how, like, the, the next training evolutions that we'll do, you know, is what the pack in your ruck on a rock. Yeah, or building a shelter or something like that. Bay TV, man. Yeah. Bay TV is yeah. going to be lighting up. Yeah. So that that pretty much ended the, the event as far as the immersion went. Uh, Sunday morning was cleaning up. That's I mean, there's not much to explain there. It was just we were cleaning up all of our shit, which is a lot of shit. Uh, and then we went home. That's it. So now we're planning Operation Cochise for next year. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So let's let's go around and do a quick roundtable. Um, highs and lows of the event. Let's start with my dad. Dad, what was your favorite part of the event? Um, my favorite part of the event was Thursday. Uh, the setup, the, the camaraderie, the organization, everybody coming together and setting up the base. I, I gotta say, we had 14 tents. Um, it, it looked fantastic. I, I really, I was really happy and proud of, of all you guys. All the planning and talk that we spent for the past year was was shown by that base. I thought that base was phenomenal, and so many guys can be thanked and credited for, for their part in doing it. There's just so many of them, and you know, it's just I'm happy that that uh, you know there's a, a good core of people doing this and um, it showed in my opinion it showed in the in how the base turned out that's not my favorite part of the uh, of the event it's the camaraderie the organization everybody coming together put it, put it together that's that's my my highlight so what's your low um Harushi not helping jeez sorry Mike I had to get that in there Wow, this guy is trying to spice things up on this podcast. It's a touchy subject. Uh-huh. You can delete that. Nope, you know This is unedited, unadulterated. Uh, my role was uh, the flares not working. The wind, the wind would blow the flares back at Ken when he was sending, sending them off. And Liam, you were, you were 
I know. I kept on trying to adjust the adjust the, the direction, and it just wasn't happening. But even um, the one I I sent up wasn't bad, and then the second one that Mike sent up, the wind just took it. It just yeah. there must have been a breeze that just took it away. Yeah, immediately. It just blew it back. So I mean, it's amazing how the. Yeah. It really, really did, did well. It really did well. You know what had to have been cool? The red, the red comes on the western side of the AL was better than the eastern side. Yes. The red comes were pretty good. I would give it, from a scale of 1 to 10, I'd give it about a 7, 5, or an 8. Yeah. That's, that's, we, we got to figure out like an extender or something that we can plant out there. Especially on that side. It's yeah. just a gorge. So it, it's just straight down. You yeah. know, um, well, well that's, that's, you know, I didn't think about how cool it must have looked seeing the flares go up from the gorge. They couldn't see them. That's how far down we were, bro. Seriously? Yeah, they couldn't see them. They could not see our no. flares from down they there? They could not see our flares. That's insane. Yeah. That's insane. Yep. Cause that would have been sick. Like looking down over that and seeing them come up. Yep. I know. I asked them. I asked if they saw it. They didn't. Wow. So, uh, so Frucci, to keep the podcast going, what was your high? Well, I definitely have to say um, Saturday afternoon going to Saturday night. I mean, just, you know, like you said, the meat of the entire event you know, went on where you had, you know, the most conflict and everything. Uh, the rain definitely added. Um, obviously, look, I, I wasn't knowledge soft to it. I wasn't prepared to um, you know, to be out in the rain that night, but, uh, you know, I'm gonna buy myself another poncho liner, and, uh, just like I said, learn how to build up a little hut or something, like I did at Dax Yang, so I could just protect, you know, protect yep. ourselves at the, uh, at the riverbed, because, you know, we, we had a good position showing tonight, as you know, I mean, because, uh, we figured, hey, look, they're sneaky, they're gonna use something that, you know, will cover up their, you know, footsteps and everything, and uh, like you said, you know, the players, even though you couldn't really see much of it, but whatever little we could get through the canopy really added to the effect of uh, you know, what was going on. Yep. And uh, it was a really awesome experience that I'll never forget. What was your low point? Uh, low point, uh, you know, Sunday, so, but uh, I'll just, like I said, go up to it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, CJ, your high point, bro. Honestly, it was probably the whole event, you know, like we've been we've all been working like really hard to make this event, you know, as big as we could possibly do and as great as we can. And honestly, I, I can't say there's a single moment that I could pull away from it that was better than any of the other moments. OK, that's fair. Yeah, to me, it was just I, I don't know. It was all uh, an amazing event. I mean, it, the, the hill climb. When we were assaulting the hill was pretty awesome you know according to my platoon i had him climb up like 85 degrees of incline um yeah you guys you guys had a, a really hard piece of terrain to cover yeah yeah and uh but you know what they all did it they all climbed to the top and they hated me for it but they loved me for it in the same so i mean that that was probably probably the best and then uh if i had to choose and then for a low point, probably just everybody leaving, you know, with the rain. You know, it was, that was yep. the only real downside I saw. And uh, I wish guys were a little more prepared. I mean, even I wasn't prepared. I had my poncho down on the ground when it, when it started raining and I was wet, but I, w I was prepared to stay, you know. Mm -hmm. I had dry drawers. Here, here. 
But you know what? You know that's just one thing that we're gonna work on, and uh, for next year we'll make sure everybody's rucks are good. And uh, yeah, if I'm, you know, if I can next year, I'll be trying to go through everybody's rucks before we head out and making sure everybody's got what they need to survive. Definitely a bigger PCI mood next year. Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. You know, I I want to say this. Maybe it wasn't an issue, or maybe I'm I'm off base saying that this might have been an issue. But I think really we need to get the squads and platoons together more. Yes. Like yeah. they got to be bunking together. Yes. Uh, that that's just me. I, I think I think command should have been like right next to each other. Like me, CJ, Bear, yes. Kyle, like um, the medics and RTOs. But... We all should have been in one. Sat together. Yes, I agree. Because um, we should have been, definitely should have been all more on the page. I feel like I didn't interact with you enough, CJ or Bear, or I like our platoon sergeants should have been together. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, Mike, what's your high point? What's your low point? Uh, my high point is oddly specific. Um, after the the climb and battle up Hill 875, I realized that I couldn't find Vince. And I was asking everybody, including people from 2nd Platoon, if they had seen Vince. And nobody had seen Vince until I found Walker, who was, was KIA, getting medicked. And I was like, Walker, did you see Vince? He was like, I don't know. He was like 45 feet that way a few minutes ago when I got hit and I dropped. And I was like, okay. So I literally was like... I had to go find somebody from my platoon. Yeah. And I went down the hill... And Vince was face down in the leaves, just dead. dead. Since he got, since dead. he dropped, yeah. just being dead. And I literally had to go out of my way to find the body of a platoon member. And that was probably my most immersive uh, moment of the weekend, besides the run, where I, I like you, like yeah. that's something that you don't think of. Like no. it's airsoft, so guys respawn or they get up and they're like, "I'm hit," and it's like, "No, I have like he's not answering." Nobody's seen him. I have to go find this guy's body yeah. right now, which is what ended up. I was like, Vince, you're dead? And he's like, yep. <laughs> like, well, when we, when we, he, was, he was dead at the, when we were QRF. Yeah, and he was, he was still there. dead. Dude, we, were, we didn't get there for like a half an hour. He laid yeah. there for half an hour. Like down, his head was downhill. He's like, he's yeah. like yeah, either I, I fell asleep and I just took a nap or I passed I out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they I were like, blood just rushed into my head too much, you know, and. Yeah, he dude, he's like one of the most immersive guys. That, I, I, I that, admire the dedication. Yeah, it's awesome. in, our, in our community, so it's yeah. really appreciated. Also, Solly rolled down the hill. It was him. Uh, Solly was rolling down the hill. Alvarez <laughs> was rolling down the hill. Most of Second Squad from First Platoon was rolling down the hill when they got hit. All planted up. I think they probably between their their LPOP uh, and uh, them taking the first contact up Hill Eight Seventy Five. I think they got the worst of the whole weekend. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, I and think they were the spearhead for the whole weekend. You, you know, it's funny we forgot to mention we had LPs set out on Friday, mm-hmm. and they were before Vince got there. So, second platoon was, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, first, the no, second squad, first platoon had elements out there, and, yeah, and fucking poor uh, Ju- uh, Justin Engel got. Uh, poison ivy on his face. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they probably did have the toughest weekend. Yeah, they did. They definitely did. Yeah. Justin Ryan too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So low point. Uh, low point. Everybody quitting for the run for sure. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's that was that that I was super upset because I was gonna say the beginning of the run was almost my high point um, because I was I was tucked in and ready to go. It was I raining. I was I was there. I was in it to win it, baby. And me and me and uh, Nick, the the stars and stripes reporter, uh, we were we were tucked in pretty good, and uh, both 
miserable, just like literally checking our watch, like what time is it? And it's like it's not even eleven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like holy fuck, yeah, yeah. dude, we're so fucked. We we stayed out there till like one a.m., bro. Like we were out there because when you actually no, I think when CJ no, it was before twelve. Oh, it was, was before it? twelve. Was yeah, it? when CJ got back from. Getting Muller and Trapani, I think it was it was maybe about one a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when like I was cooking burgers outside oh, okay. and like yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I got I got back just around one from going to rescue those those knuckleheads. All right, so my high point, and it was the same as last year. It was our first company size patrol because because from me from putting you know from my point of view from putting all of this together. Whatever happens now at this point happens. It's just, it's like, I can't do anything else. They, the events, like the, the wheels are in motion. Whatever happens, happens. And it's just so cool seeing like 45 guys all looking good. And, you know, their green uniforms and helmets. Mm-hmm. It's not just a rabble of airsofters. It's just something bigger than that to me. And like, yeah. all that work paid off at this point, you know? Yeah. The, the, the weekend was frustrating the entire time. Don't get yes. me wrong. I was probably like... Twenty percent having fun, eighty percent being frustrated. But that, like that moment when we like stepped off, we walked past that bombed out, you know, the, the bombed out hotel, you know, that, that barn. Mm-hmm. Like once we walked past that, and we had all the platoons out, and everyone's like marching up and patrolling. To me, that was like one hundred percent my highlight. That was the same as last year when we were all like on that road, and I was like, dude, this is also awesome. that field is sick to rock through. Oh, that it, tall you know, grass, amazing, you're just man. going through tall grass. Yeah, was, I wish there wasn't that clear-cut path. I wish we really I had to, really like, tall grass we, it. We did on Friday. We actually pushed through the grass on Friday. Oh, you did? Yes, it sucks. Oh, it's man. All, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. going to super suck, yeah. but... Yeah, but um, yeah, you're like, gonna be soaked by the time you get out of there. Yeah, Friday there's night, dew on it. Oh, like, Friday night it was like, yeah, yeah you're done. I was like, I'm regretting sending these guys out in here, but yeah, we're here. It's so cool. Yeah, but yeah, that just that that first. Friday afternoon patrol when everyone got out. I was like, all right, all the missions, here we go. It's all, it's just starting. Um, that was my highlight easily. The low point was definitely uh, not staying out Saturday night. Yeah. On. We should, yeah. it stopped raining, man. We, like if everyone was smart and stayed dry, we would have been able to continue on and, and continue on. Because my goal was to still storm up that hill 875 again on yes. Sunday. Maybe, yep. maybe unrealistic. But yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't I've been think to so. a, yeah, I've been to events where you have no choice. You got to go do it. Like all the Milson mm. West stuff. Like Sunday is like a big day. Like you're still fighting until like noon. You're yeah. Still, you know, still missions until noon. Yeah. So and we're 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 definitely working our way up to that. I mean, we had MSW guys coming and they they enjoyed themselves. Yeah. And I think they're they were prepared to do that for sure. Yes. So um, it's it's we'll we'll get there, man. We're we're growing a community. From from like almost scratch, like it was the the pieces were there, so we 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 had some of the recipe, and now we have to add the rest. Yeah. And I think the community is coming together, and this is uh, I I I hesitate to call it a growing pains year, but that's it's uh, it's almost what it is. Yeah, we're that's... we're we're doing it, and it's going to keep going, and people now more people know, and they'll come back next year, and they'll come correct. Right. So I'm glad Mike said that. So come correct factor. I felt we were last year we were about eighty to eighty-five percent coming correct. This year it wasn't perfect, but it was an improvement, maybe ninety percent. Mike, do you agree with that? Um yes. Um I think 
that there's still little things in the non-soft community, like uh, like the writing on helmets and buttons and kind of all the the snowflakey right. like late war kind of stuff that everybody identifies with and is super cliche but like like i get it like that's that's the stuff that kind of like made vietnam cool it wasn't it was there there's a lot of guys that you see pictures of in late war who are like bucking the system and they don't have their proper uniforms on they have their sleeves cut off and they're wearing the mala beads or a peace necklace or buttons on their helmet and like that I, I I totally understand that, but um, I think it's necessary for everybody to understand the historical context of what we're doing specifically and and kind of come in line with that. So I think that was one of the major things for me as as well as uh, a few individuals who decided not to follow the shaving regulations. Okay, so uh, I I gotta go. All right. I'll uh, I'll be in touch. All right, later. Okay, so uh, the base, how correct do we think it was? Um, that was, I think that was probably uh, not the best for me. I think we need to do a better job, including my own tent. Like we, I, there just wasn't, there was so much going on. I feel like I didn't even have time to police my own tent into something that I never was moved like, in. yeah, I, I it, never was able to. Move it was in. not display worthy. Yeah. My my tent was not display worthy. Yeah. I don't think anybody's tent was I, display worthy. I just didn't have the time. Every time yeah. I sat down. I had someone ask me like something like, I mean, this is something that I needs to be improved on, and I thought it would be addressed this year compared to last year. Is I shouldn't be the go-to guy to ask all these, like I had one guy ask me. If you're you can you're the director. Nobody should be talking to right. you. Right. Like, so like, as the company commander, you have like six people uh, between me and you to ask a question. Right. I had a guy come up. I'm sitting there like. Uh, actually doing something for the event. I was like doing some kind of paperwork and I have a guy like coming to my tent and he's like, hey, can I bring peanut butter on the next patrol? I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah what the yeah, fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> yeah, like, I guess you can, man. You know, like stuff like that. Fucking do you, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna, uh, yeah, so. Seriously? Like little shit like that. Um, like I don't need to be asked that. Like you have, yeah. you have at least a platoon sergeant to ask that. Yes. Let, let, your squad leader really should be the guy to ask. Yeah, we should emphasize the chain of command more. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, um, like Bear, I, Bear put it best is like there's no reason that like, like, you shouldn't be like talking to the like like lower enlisted guys. Like if you're talking to one of them, it's that's a bad situation. Like real life military, like if if you the lieutenant is talking to an enlisted man like that, he fucked up. Right. Really badly. Right. right. Um so that's how we should do this. Like they should be talking to their platoon sergeants, right. they should right. be talking to their PLs, they should be talking to the first sergeant or any base staff member. You have shit to do, and we should be taking care of right. any, anything else. And like I'm that. not, I'm, like, I'm not complaining. This, that's part of like when you are the producer, you're gonna get questions like that. So it's like I understand, but it was like, yeah, you know, you like little questions like that. Like if you're there, but yeah, yeah, yeah but like yeah. something like that to like yeah. like show up at your tent while you're having a meal and like, can I bring peanut butter on the? Is this the okay peanut butter? Like, yeah. dude, ask somebody else. Yeah, man. man. Yeah. Like, so I mean, but even back to the base, um, I thought it just. There's so much to do. It's so yes. I, th I think the base could have been better. Um, I think we all need to be there earlier. I wanted to be there Wednesday, just like schedule shit. Yeah, it just every yeah. you know, it's C it sucks. Yeah, CJ, you built the guardhouse. Uh, a lot of people made snarky remarks about it. How do you feel about that? I I, I wasn't happy with the guardhouse. Um, 
I'm definitely working on a redesign. It's not how I wanted to build it, but that was, uh, I kind of brought some of the, I was missing some tools that I needed to build it the way I wanted to. So next year I'm definitely going to, I redesigned it already and next year it's definitely going to be better looking. Okay. uh, Nobody will run over the damn gate. It didn't look, it didn't look better. I mean, I'm saying it looked better when, um, we put the baseline over, over the front. Mm-hmm. It looked a lot better. Yes. And I yeah, think for yeah. something like that, we should bring like a stain or something. You see a lot of the wood from Vietnam. It's not that two by four color. It's like that kind of like, like brown. Like, yeah, like a teak color almost. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so we should definitely think about like staining wood like that. It's cheap and effective way just to give it a little bit of weathered and aging Age kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we should probably source some more like corrugated metal would be good for like the roof of something like that. And I mean, like, really, I mean, CJ, for, for what it's worth, man, like, I mean, you you did that, like, on your own, like, like you, you did that, so it's, yeah. I, th- I think it was a, a cool part of the event, it definitely added to it, and uh, for what it's worth, I think it was awesome. Yeah. So. I had no complaints. Yeah, me neither. So, the, the NVA positions, Roman enjoyed the immersive Milsim experience of digging the positions. I think we all agree that uh, we just need to sync up with NVA Command better. There's a lot hit. of misconnections yeah, yeah, that we can. Yeah, so um, that's really it for for coming correct with that. As far as I saw, the NVA camp wasn't as immersive. I you know they had uh, all their, their stuff. It was on the edge of a hill, and it was high up in the trees. It's like, yo, we can see this from a mile away. Like, yeah, you got to yeah. be a little more discreet about where you're camping. Uh, I think Chris... It was just so hard to get down there. Which that moving down that terrain. Hopefully, if they log it next year, or something like that, it'll, you'll be able to move right. vehicles down there. Yeah, and yes. it'll be cool some, because yeah, some, if they're logging shit, uh, they naped. We naped the hill, they, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the patrols to the action. Do you guys think there was enough action for all the patrols we did for the weekend? That's a tough question because. I, like guys like you and me and CJ, like if like you know, like especially being used to the lerp shit. Um, if you go all weekend and don't fire your gun, it's a success. Right. Um, I I know m- me and you both, and you can definitely speak to this more than I can. We both felt out of tune, kind of with the the vibe of the event and like the general feeling among the men. I felt removed personally. Yeah. Um, um. So I, I don't know. I, I felt at one point as though people might have been getting frustrated, but it was completely on speculation and on like a vibe rather than actually hearing anybody complain that they're like we're rocking for too long. Right. Or... Uh, Ferrucci, how do you feel about the patrols to the action ratio? Well, it was just everything that I would expect. I mean, like you were mentioning earlier, you wanted the NVA to, you know, not just be there as a stand-in off force, but more so actually act as what, as they were supposed to. They were hit and run. And like we were mentioning, added that sort of tension, you know. I mean, even I got a little, you know, a little anxious because I didn't know what to expect, you know, shots being fired. You know, perfect example, Friday night. When, you know, it wasn't up until after we got through the village, we were, you know, actually getting hit by the NBA and everything. So, you know, it, it was just all that buildup that made it all worthwhile and everything, rather than just, you know, a bunch of guys, in, you know, in uh, rice hats just, you know, expecting to get shot up. So it was nice that, you know, they really put up a hell of a challenge 
and uh, really made us earn every every inch of ground that we uh, took over. So, uh, you know, as someone who normally just plays as a grunt, you know, I'm I'm glad you know it was something different compared to previous events that we've uh, we've hosted or played for. Right. And uh, so I found it I found it to be a great experience in that aspect. And um, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, my I mean, I'm sitting there almost like a politician where I'm like, hey, how's it going? Like, I still like want to get feedback and the general feedback was this was better than junction city or the best event they've ever done so i guess yeah. we did something right in terms of the action like sick no, man you know, so, you, you could have fooled me with yeah. that one like i, I know you know what it was we're we're constantly trying to chase the feeling we had for junction city yeah you know that's just that's that's it's always gonna be like that you know yeah so yeah. Yeah. What was it about that one? That it seemed like first, we were in the, the jungle. First event, like, man. Yeah, like, it was just our first event. This one went by in a day I, and that I one was like I know. I know. It felt the year right. went fast too. The year went fast building up to it, so Yeah, it did. Coaches, uh especially those last couple weeks. Oh, I know. It was gone. Uh, All of a sudden it was like I need to pack shit yep, now. Yep. Yep. I know. So one day. The Ron the Ron did we come correct for that? No, we definitely didn't. Absolutely not. So that was one thousand percent no. That was like a zero percent. Some guys did. Some guys did. Yeah. yeah. All right. So sustained and improves. Let's talk about the biggie. Cleaning up on fucking Sunday. Dude, um, you guys, you guys got it. Sucks. It's the worst. It's I got terrible. sunburned. I was in the sun. I was in the Grand Canyon. I was in, you know, outside all week, and then I was outside all weekend for this event. I got more sun having to clean up all that bullshit on that Sunday for the you know the five hours it took than in that entire time. Yeah. Uh, you know the weeks pro- uh, prior, um, we just it's hard. I don't know what it is. It's like how do you make people who paid to be at the event work? That's that's really what it is. It sucks. Is like the, people have to realize we are not getting paid to do this. No. We're bringing all of our shit out here for your enjoyment. Like people got to stay behind and help us. It's it not yeah. to say, um, and. As we're saying this, there were ten guys who stayed behind to help us clean up, and we, you know, we deeply appreciate it. Um, I think we pretty much gave them all uh, posters to walk away with. Um, we were talking about potentially discounting, uh, discounting tickets if you are on like the cleanup team or something like that. Yeah. But it's like, how do you enforce that? You know, if someone signs up for that and just leaves. What do we do? Like hunt them down for the fifteen dollars that we discounted them because they didn't show up. Like, right. how do you do that? You know. Um, yeah. So we got to work out the kinks for that. Um, I don't know if it's like even if we have ten more people helping us out, will it be faster? I don't know. Yes. I really don't know. Absolutely. Hundred percent, guys. You know, I. I mean, by by two o'clock, three o'clock in the afternoon, and we're trying to like we're we're all sunburnt and dead and there's six of us left and we still have a thousand pounds of canvas to load into a trailer it's Having like 10 extra guys would help yeah, yeah, yeah it would fucking help yeah um the the two so we had really we had two big trucks this year we had your trailer and we had Darius's um, box Darius's, I we gotta like I organize it better where everyone can start just throwing shit in like one guy just directing and just getting it all in I yeah I don't know I, it's it's just it's just no matter what we do to improve it, it's gonna it's suck. Gonna, it's gonna suck. No it matter sucks. what. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have like, you have to do it. You're you're dead ass tired because you've been humping around the entire weekend. Yeah. You're depressed because the event's over. It's like, 
It's just, it's just, it's, it's the yeah, worst thing. Yeah, in the it's world. the worst thing. It sucks. I was in a murderous state by the end of that. Yeah, we, we know. Would... We we all know. Ferrucci knows. Yeah, I was I was straight in kill mode. Yeah, uh, I screamed at Ferrucci on the phone for anybody who's uh-huh. wondering. But they kissed the maid up, as far as I know. No. Oh, you guys still hate each other? No, I don't hate him. He just needs to fucking. I'll let you talk a little bit better, all right? Come correct. Oh, you fucking oh, 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 oh! I'm 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 relaxed this weekend, Ferrucci. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe we should have like a um, like a Thunderdome Thunderdome podcast episode eight. You two idiots are wrestling, and like CG and I are commentating on this, and like. I would do that. Dude, it'd be like sick. I would do that. It'd be sick. Lauren to base myself for the entertainment of others. Yes. That's, that's what, yeah. 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 Um. But no, so we can kind of get back on topic. uh, Thank you, CJ. Yeah. Guys have to remember, don't, like, we're not here to throw out your trash, so don't leave your broken furniture. There is that. I was very, so... I'll admit, I got really tired, so I went into the shade, and I pretended to check on the garbage to, like, get out of doing some work, you know? Yeah, yeah. And the garbage was a disaster, and I ended up doing more work than I planned to because there was, like, people just throwing, like, can, like, open cans, like, cans not in a bag next to a garbage bag. Yeah. Or garbage bags were just left open, like, stupid stuff like that, guys. That It's like baby shit. That brings up, uh... Completely separate thing that was a problem from Thursday night on, yes. which was people absolutely trashing the base. Um, specifically, the NVA absolutely left a like a like two trash bags full of like MRE crap and beer cans yes. just in their little spot. And got a on. bunch of equipment yeah. and yeah. a whole bunch of other shit, um, and just went out into the woods and left it there, like. I guess fuck us then. Yeah. So that wasn't cool. I smoked everybody on during the Friday, everything to take pride in the base that you're living in and, and police your shit. Cause yeah. that's a big thing for me. Police your shit, police your shit. You know, that's, that's like, yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, I was even go like, I was combing the grass and just picking up wrappers, like little, you know, cigarette butts, wrappers, like, yeah, so, like cigarette. I mean, everyone's smoking to be in character. Yeah, but like, bring an ashtray. Like they had ashtrays everywhere because everyone smoked back then. So yeah, an ashtray is not like Farby. You can I, have for, an ashtray. I forgot my. I have. I actually have like a nice older ashtray that I was gonna put on my on my field desk. And yeah. I forgot. It. I was gonna get one for Darius because he just smoked like a chimney. Yeah, and we just had cigarette butts all over our tent. So yeah, I was yeah. just gonna you know pick them up. Uh, cigarette butts, uh, a lot of those, and a lot of like emery bits, like little bags, like the MRE bits were the worst. MRE yeah. bits and, we, and beer cans were the worst. And we had plenty of garbage cans. As far as I know, we had three places to throw trash out. Yes. So we need more. We need more of those. Yes. So the Civil Air yes. yeah. Patrol well, things, those are awesome. That's super clutch. Yep. And we just need to designate something where, like, we need trash duty. Like, the trash bags go here. They get tossed out. Um, and if guys can't handle that, then I'm going to build a real latrine and somebody's going to get latrine duty. Well, I think next year what will really help out, I think we should have, like, two MPs. So, like, that will be one of their duties, you know? Like, it'll be switched up between guys. Yeah. Like, have one MP per platoon. I I think the MP, like, I know it's good switching it for, like, off hours and stuff, but especially on a Friday during registration, I think the MP should be staff. I yeah, think they should—they should, they should know exactly what to do, and yeah. they should lead you why straight to the talk. Why can't they do a good job? Though? Not to take away from why Oh, Wiki's yeah. great, man. Yeah. 
I love him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, sometimes because there is stuff to do, he's also a grunt, so he has things You're, to do. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, it's totally understandable that, like, all of a sudden we're, we're doing a formation, like hydration formation or something, and he needs to be there, and somebody's rolling in, you know, yeah, into you're the right. base or you're something. Right. So there should a be fair, a staff member that's there, that's like, fair. running that. That's fair. Yep. All right, so cleanup was number one. We need to improve that for next year. We know that. Yeah. Uh, the terrain or usage of the terrain, next year for Operation Cochise Green, we're going to use the western side, which is the – it's still hilly and rocky, but it's the flatter side, easier to traverse. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably do. We'll probably still use the eastern side, but we won't be using it as much because I think it just killed people too much. It, yeah, it just it yeah. was it just wrecked them. PT man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was good. I you know, yeah, it was great. And man. I'm like twice some of those guys' age. I loved I was it. Good. I loved it. Loving every second of it. So that's. I'll tell you what. By Sunday, I was hurt. I was hurt quite a bit. The, the last rock up. Yeah, yeah, but that, that was that, sh- that was should have been the last rock up. We should have been down there. Yeah. From Iran, yeah. bro. You know. So. Yeah. Um, so yeah, terrain. I mean, there's not much we can do about it other than like producing it and and planning better for people's lack of fitness. Uh, Mike's favorite shaving standards. That's a an improve or sustain. What do we? It's always an improvement. Well, Mike. well, that's that's the crux of of this year's issue was that it was not uh, it was not a it was a sustain because ninety nine percent of the guys there yes got it done yes and only a few people chose not to. Um, I mean, what do we do? Do we implement the rule that yeah, you can have facial hair? No, in the wait, hear me up, hear me up. In the right place, in the so. Mustache, right? Regulation mustache doesn't go and past the edge of the lips, and you have to start the weekend clean shaven. Yes, and then you can just have a five that's o'clock shadow. that's fine. Five o'clock shadows, but by, by something like the end of like we're we're on hill eight seventy five. So like even though we're coming back and forth from base and everything, yeah. um, really the idea is is that we're fighting on this hill For all six weekend. Days. For yeah, six days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So there's you're not shaving when you're clutching your rifle for life on the edge of a hill getting shot at day and night. So a five o'clock shadow by the end of the weekend, like I had stubble on by Sunday. Um, yeah. I, I shave, I shave Thursday and I shave fr- Friday morning again. And that was the last time I did it, but absolutely bucking the shaving standards um, and coming with like a two week beard yeah. or a handlebar mustache, I think is unreasonable and we you should know, not have let those people out into the field and I'm kicking myself still for letting them do that. The guys I thought that would be trying to like rebel and they didn't. They actually sh- just came clean shaven. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um I don't know, CJ, I know you you've played around with having a period mustache, but you went clean shaven. Do you have anything to add to people shaving? Just shave your goddamn face. I mean, the mustache, you know, works, but, I mean, for my position, it doesn't work because you have to lead by example, you know, and that's so, shave your guy's Exactly. Yeah. You know? I think, um... We love our beard, you know? That's the least you can do. It grows back. It agreed. It does. It it grows back. It'll be fine. Um, You can, uh, you can take off your diapers and put on your big boy underwear and... Grow your beard back. It'll happen. You know, 
I, I told everybody, I, I had like a little speech going on that I told everybody throughout the weekend, you know, like, you know, you're, you're sitting there, you're exhausted. And it's, it sits for shaving too, you know, you're exhausted, you're beat up, you're hurting, but we're paying tribute to guys that went through things a thousand times worse than the little bit of pain or the little bit of uncomfortness that you have when you go home and you're shaved, you have a shaved face, you know, like it's the least you could do is just, just give the guys that we're paying tribute to the proper respect and just just do it. Just whether it's nutting up and walking up the damn mountain, you know, or shaving your damn face. Yeah, God damn it. The least you could do, you know. And um you know if you if you don't, it's a it detracts from our event and we're I think m- most people know like the most everybody knows that showed up uh, what we're trying to accomplish. And they really, I think a lot of people gave it their all or at least 80% of what they could. And I think the community really came together. Uh, Otherwise, I think everybody did a a great job. 99% of everyone shaved. Yeah. And they had, they look good. Not, not, yeah, not just that. They, their, their kits were their uniform standards and everything. Um, but I think the general the general vibe that everybody knows exactly what we're trying to do and and the level of reenacting that we're that we're trying to reach and the men that we're trying to portray that it's it's something very specific and I think everybody really stepped in line with that uh, aside from a few people. All right, so moving on, uh, the admin phase of the event, I guess Thursday and Friday morning, you know, checking people in. I I want to say it's more of a sustain in how we did it. It's just I think Mike touched on it with saying that this the MP guy the MP should be a staff, staff member. So, yeah, I think that would help. Yeah, um, it I think it went pretty smooth. My dad was on top of everybody checking in when he you know he would you know yell out of his uh, talk like come here and check in and sign the waivers. He awesome. was he was good. So I really can't. He did it to me. Yeah, I I can't see us improving that much more. If people showed up at like a steadier time, I think it would work better. Yeah, but for what it was, be cooler to have a line out of the top of guys. Yeah. that you know where to go. Yes, and, uh, but that's the that's the thing with a staff member is like the the staff guy is going to open the gate, you say park your car there, go immediately towards the top, check in, sign a waiver, and then get your shit done. Yeah, like get your yep. shit done. I think that would work better. I know it, it's a, maybe a little bit of an immersion break, but to have guys go immediately to the talk and get that done before they do anything else That's, yeah. might help yeah. uh, before they put their gear on, load up, catch out. up, and yeah. then they slip through the cracks and you have to find them later. Yep. Okay. So uh, I know I, we want everybody to show up at the talk in gear, like in uniform, ready to roll. Right. Um, that's the dream. But until we can achieve that, then... I mean, we could have we could actually have them do waivers at the gate. That would be good too, like right inside the gate. Yep. If we well, you know, depending on what CJ's plans are, if we build a whole bigger guardhouse, you sign all your base documents right there, and then you drive in. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, and all then right, you can go check in in the talk when you go. Yeah, you get your, there. You get your unit assignment and stuff. Yeah, like that. That, yeah, that that we actually I thought about that originally. Um, yeah, let's. Yeah, well, I think that's something we can go with. Um, cool. All right. So the talk, um, I know my dad had to leave, but he, him and Randy, their goal this year is to improve on the talk. That tent we had for it was awesome. Worked out really well. Yeah. Uh, 
but I, what their plan is, they're going to take a small connect it to that APC tent and not have their bunks in the talk. So it'd be a little more space. We could have people in and out of there, like command. So it's not just like tripping over their shit. Like we're, they're removed out of that talk. They're not living in there. And um, they'd have guys taking shifts in the talk, you know, actually more inviting, more of a command center. Um, that's pretty simple. Uh, the other improve I had was t-shirts. I don't think I'm going to bless you. I don't think I'm going to have the t-shirts delivered to me and we'll give them out at the event. I think I'm going to do kind of what I did with, uh, NGOT where you order the shirts and you get them with your uh, ticket, like right there. They, they give those get delivered to you, you know, a week or two later. Mm-hmm. I got to think about it more. Um, I think that works. Yeah, it. it, it You're I, just like guys who register late aren't gonna have their shirt for the event. Yep. So yep. that's on you. Yep. Yeah, that's. I, I like putting things it on other people. Takes me out of the mix. Of, yeah. You know, this year it was a disaster. Not my fault. No, it wasn't you. No, 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 no. I'm not like oh, the it, proverbial like. Oh, it's like now, if you don't have your T-shirt in time, it's not my fault. Yeah, like yeah. you register earlier, motherfucker. Yeah. What are you saying, CJ? Where Kyle and I were both wearing the Bravo's Bulls, Bravo Bulls T-shirts, and it looked pretty awesome. I looked at him, I was like, "Your shirt's pretty awesome." <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know, like an asshole, I left mine in my underwear drawer and didn't bring uh, it. After all that, I, I'm freaking designed the shirt. I didn't even wear it for the event. Yeah. And my Bravo Bulls mug, I didn't even have. Really? Yeah, man, I'm so pissed. Freaking it. And then Casey, to rub insult to injury, sends me a picture of her drinking coffee out of the Bravo Bulls mug that like Friday, the uh, Friday morning, you know. Nice, nice. Wait, how'd she send you? How'd you get mail that quickly? Yeah, I, yeah, I know. She she sent it uh, express mail, man. Uh, straight Huey, right across the Pacific, right right to our uh, fire base. Yeah. She took a Polaroid. Same chopper as my beer run. Yeah. <laughs> the Ferrucci chopper. Yeah, the Ferrucci chopper. So then, hey, um, uh, the movies. We'll get it right. Some we'll get it right at some point. We'll get it right. We'll get it right at some we'll point. Right. Yeah. Uh, flares. Uh, Chris Johnson and I have talked about flares. Uh, I think we're going to buy a straight-up flare gun. Yeah. And, and buy the rounds. They're not that expensive. No, not at all. And the flare gun's like they, 75 bucks, and the rounds are not right, expensive. They burn shorter, but illuminate more mm-hmm. for a shorter time. But I, that's... They have the white alum ones? Yes. Yeah. They, yeah. They, that's, that's what we're going to get. That's yeah. what we're going to get. All right. So that's, um, that's really it for everything in Operation MacArthur that we've had in this recap. You know... We covered the recap of what happened, what we thought about it, our highs and lows, what we need to improve for next year's Operation Cochise Green. So let's quickly talk about the Bay lineup uh, this fall into 2020, which really isn't a lot going on. We had an event for September 21st. We canceled it. Well, we didn't cancel it. We postponed it to March next year. Uh, The only scheduled event we have is a World War II event December 14th at... GZA in Connecticut. Um, so that would be it for 2019. I really, you know, we had Mike's going away. I'm just tired. Ferrucci's, I don't know, he's dealing with shit. No, I got, I got other things to take care of in the winter. <laughs> and, uh, you know, CJ's been, uh, he's like getting married and shit, so he's working on that. Uh, so, yeah, we just were like, you know, let's just take at least September off running anything. We'll be out at events. Um, so that's really it for 
2019, it's a World War II event, December 14th at GZA. Going into the spring, um, no dates solid yet, but we have the NATO Russo series in March. And we'll probably do April, we'll have Fallen Pedal 3, which is going to be turning into Steel Cog. Um, we plan on having three training sessions to build up on from this year. I think this year was a success, NGOT. We'll probably rename it FIT. We'll, we'll probably go back to the FIT yeah. name that, because uh, that, that was like the Bay, the Bay one. The NGOT yeah. was kind of like something we just put together. It wasn't really a Bay event. Yeah, yeah. Um, FIT will be a Bay event. Yeah. And we're going to have one in March, April, May. That'll be like one day sessions. Plan is to try to spread them around our, the, those, the areas for our, like that our community live. So we'd have one in New Jersey, one in New York, and one maybe in Connecticut or Massachusetts. So we should just do mission-specific ones depending on the training. We Yeah, but, but I'm saying we're trying to spread it out so like everybody can go. So a guy who lives in Massachusetts doesn't have to drive all the way down to New Jersey. Right, right, right. But, but I'm saying, like, like uh, a certain type of training would go better over, like, in the... General, like, group. Yeah, like yeah. a GZA kind of thing with the... Like, if you're doing urban assault, like, that's oh, where you would do it. Okay, I Or if you. you're okay. doing, like, land nav, yes, Holcom we'll, yes. would be good. Yes, we'll have, we'll have like, yeah, like, we'll do, like, um, like, field survival. Like, session one, field survival. Session two, patrolling yeah. and formation. Whatever whatever it's going to be. Yeah, know. exactly. So it would yeah. be good to have, like, mission-specific AOs. Right. I, that makes sense. That makes yeah. sense. Um, and then we had a one-day NOM event we're planning in May. Darius is really pushing for us to do a one-day event to, like... It's part of, like, helping guys get situated and, and ready. Um, then we're doing June. We're going to... Do another event, uh, overnight event in June. Uh, probably going to be Mike Force again, so everyone can wear their tigers. Then, of course, the big boy, the Super Bowl of our year, Operation Koshi's Green, is going to be August 14th, which is technically a Friday, but I'm going to start saying August 13th. Fuck it. It's August. Thir it's starting August 13th, which is yeah, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and... That's really the quick gist of what we have planned. We got a whole bunch more of podcasts in the future where we don't even have events, so we'll probably talk about future events anyways in those podcasts. Yeah. Uh, next up for us as players, we're going to Bravo Six's Holiday in Cambodia, Cookies Chaos. That's September 14th. That's pretty much the last NAM event for us this year. Yeah, so that's, that's it. A, yep. That's the end of the season. So, it's, yeah, it's a good send-off for no us. With no Southern Front events anymore, so. Yeah, they... Yeah, they we were, you know, we were working on going. Yeah, RIP, man. Yep. I was looking forward to it. But here's my question for you guys. What do you think of this whole Namsoft season so far for 2019? Uh, I don't know. It was good. It was a good year. It was, uh, uh, it's hard to say if Junction City was better than Operation MacArthur. I would say they're, they were good in their own ways. Um, to me, to me personally, might be a sophomore slum. I that's yeah, but yeah. from an admin, perspective, it wasn't the same. It just wasn't from an admin perspective, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I okay. kind of like Doxy Yang better. I I think I I no. like well not for you, but I like the feeling of like just rook marching for two days. It was awesome. It was it was yeah. cool. No, that was a good event. That was a good event. <laughs> it um, was it was a good event. Yeah, I didn't like it better. So before Ferrucci interrupted me. 
Sorry. September 21st is the Axis and Allies World War II event at Zulu Airsoft. Mm -hmm. And then November, we're talking potentially of going to the Milsom West at Old Fields, West Virginia again, the Pantera Jelly. Training Center. Um, that, I got to start recruiting guys to see if we want to go or not. Um, tickets are jumping up on sale. I forget the date of it. I've We have so many weddings this like, I have, like, six weddings in, like, seven weeks or something like that. Yeah, wait, CJ, when's your wedding? I didn't get an invite. Awkward. I, I, I put your invite in your steering wheel before you... Oh, before we that was what was in my steering wheel? Yeah. Wait, I thought... Out. No, it's it's still in my car. I thought it was another letter from Ken. It would be awesome. It was yeah. a love letter. Love, I, th love letter. I literally thought it was. I was just. I'm gonna read this letter, and then he never mentioned it. So I yeah. was like, I don't know if it was weird. Yeah. Um, okay, then I have your invite. Yeah. Yes, October twelfth. But pay no attention to the address. Oh, that been, fuck. That would have been awesome if you didn't go. If you weren't invited. That would have been. That, that would have been hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Hey, baby. You got girlfriend, Vietnam. All right. So for a little spicy bonus, we have another episode of Bay of Bays. We have Mike's lady friend, Grania here as a guest who is basically going to talk about Mike playing airsoft and what she thinks about it. And let's find out what she knows even about it. I mean, she hasn't been around to see Mike's full collection of nonsense. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to hear from this perspective. She did take a, she had a good look at most of the stuff in my house. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always out. It's always out. Yeah. So... All right, so Grania, do you even know what airsoft is? Vaguely, um, I think I heard someone describe it kind of similar to LARPing, which makes sense. To yeah, me. that's it. It is LARPing. Yeah, more, yeah, it's LARPing. It, the cool, the cool guy, uh, elite asshole airsofter will never admit that, but it's <laughs> it's LARPing. Of course not. It's LARPing. Yeah. So, what do you think about all these grown men running around in the woods playing with toy guns? Um. Well, it's no different than running around playing Quidditch or running around in wizard costumes, so I guess it's not that weird. You know, everyone has their kinks. Okay. Yeah. Would you ever play? Maybe. Mike could probably convince me at some point. Yeah, you should probably come. Yeah. Just check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about what kind of uniform at one point I would wear. Like, I would be. I'm pretty sure I have some stuff that will fit you. Probably. Yeah. You would. Yeah, I think I have small... Maybe like suits. some lingerie and a flight suit? Perfect. Yeah. 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 So all those virgins go fucking berserk? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah. Uh, On a scale of 1 to 10, how obsessed do you think Mike is with Airsoft? No, no, no. There's no scale. <laughs> he kind of breaks the scale. That's that's more or less been like every every girl's never said like just ten. It's always like no, no. above. <laughs> There's yes. no scale. No, no this is this is our life. At this yeah. point. That's, yeah, I mean every day. Like yeah, I probably like bore the shit out of like my wife talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, it got me a fucking job. So yeah, that's true. Ha. Yeah. That's true. To everybody out there, all the haters. It's a good thing you dad. mentioned it after you slept with me. So. Yeah, it's something you kind of withhold. Yeah. You definitely bit. keep that under wraps for a minute. It's like I got herpes and I play airsoft. You withhold that. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So you've seen his collection. Uh -huh. Favorite piece of gear that he has 
that you you know you think is cool? Uh, definitely the paracord. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. She's a paracord fan. Oh, paracord, yeah. they're handy. Yeah. Handy yeah. to have. Super. Very handy. useful. Yeah. Oh. In all different kinds of situations. Yeah. Spicy. <laughs> Spicy indeed. Yeah. We're working our way up to parachute rigging. Nice. Only because you haven't brought any yet. They have that one parachute. Um, well, you took that, didn't you? The 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 rigging I had. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's all mine now. Yeah. That's all going to get turned into cargo belts. Um, whatever I deem necessary for oh, us. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I know I get to wear my stabo in a few a uh, few weeks. I can make the extra stabos. Yeah. But the um, buckles are there, right? The actually yep. the correct buckles are there. Buckles. Yeah. All the clips. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. I have like I don't know what these specific straps that I have are. They're like cutie release. Like they look like toe straps almost. Weird. Yeah, they are weird. I know, it was like a it was like a knot of spider webs of straps. I, I was yeah. like here take it, man. Sweet. Yeah. So Cut um, up and make something cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Grania, I hope to see you out there playing with us. Oh, you know, see. we'll have to <laughs> I know you're, you're small, so you like be able to hide a lot. Of, you know, yeah. Compared to us, like I big, was very uh, good at manhunt when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. So that's that's half of what it is. You're halfway uh, there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's cool. That's good. Perfect. That's good. All right, Grania, thanks for coming on. Thank you. And that's it for episode seven, the Broken Arrow Operation MacArthur recap podcast. I apologize that this is an hour and a half, but if you're a real fan. Um, you were to listen to this entire thing. I'm going to send you off with, uh, let's go, let's go out of that and out. It's Operation MacArthur, the Come Correct Closing Podcast. Most of you didn't, some of you couldn't. Change your diapers for actual underwear next year because we're attacking the hill again for Operation Koji's Green Broken Arrow Events. Look now, phone now. You must lay down in your bed and suck on your thumb and dream of the Nomsoft to come next year. Come wreck. There's something happening here But what it is ain't exactly clear There's a man with a gun over there